0: This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
1: With Shannon Griffith, I am Brett Rump. Thank you for joining us for our season opener of high school football. Next week, we'll be out at Carroll High School for the Snyder Panthers and the Carroll Chargers. Tonight, it's the Northrop Bruins and the Homestead Spartans. Northrop Making their debut under new head coach Quentin Bowen, last year was three and seven. Homestead, as we mentioned, six and four a year ago under coach Chad Zolman, who's 152 and 48 in 200 career games over 19 years coaching the Spartans. Last year, this Homestead team lost by three in a heartbreaker to Lures. An interception in the end zone sealed it for the Knights late in that contest. Then they lost by three to Snyder, and a pair of games that they lost. to their crosstown rival, Carroll. Those were their four losses last year. Just about ready to get it kicked off. It's going to be Jacob Gump who lines it up to kick it for Northrop. They won the toss. They deferred. Homestead. Set to return. They'll line up inside their own five-yard line. A swirling wind, but a clear sky. Nothing but sunshine. And here we go. The 2022 season underway. Short kick bounces at the 10, picked up at the 4, heading to the far sideline across the 15, but he doesn't make it out to the 20. Mason Oxier. 510 155 pounds senior. Took too long really to get that picked up and get going. And the pursuit for Northrop.
2: Closed in and dropped him at the 18-yard line. Oh, Marion Rogers was the kid that made the tackle there for Northrop, and you're always nervous on the first kick of the game because it's really your first live-action special teams-wise, but good job by Northrop there. Ball will line up on the left hash, and Homestead will put trip receivers to the
1: wide side right, single back, shotgun for Peyton Slavin. He stands just inside his 15-yard line. Long count, takes the snap, quick screen. They throw it on a bubble out here to the left side. It is caught at the 18 across the 20, avoids a tackle as he crosses the 25 out to the 27. That's almost nine yards, and there's Brett Fox. They're figuring out a way to get it to him, lining him up in the
2: slot. Yeah, well, they had it, what they wanted. He was uncovered out here, but uh, uh, it looked like, uh, I think it was Kitzer that was held out there on the outside, so they may have got away with one there. From the right hash, two
1: receivers to the left, one to the right. They'll go with a tight end on the left side of the formation. Northrop showing blitz. It is second down and one, and they'll go handoff up the middle, and a quick hit, and down goes Grayson Yenzer. Or correction, that's Jake Thrash. He's the sophomore running back. No gain at all. He may have lost a half yard. They'll give him the line of scrimmage at the 27. So it's going to bring up a third down and one to go for the Homestead Spartans. And what a second down play by the Northrop defense.
2: Well, that was Mr. Hinton introducing himself in this game. He shot that gap so quick. The offensive lineman had no, no chance. First big third down of the game, and it's the Homestead
1: Spartans with their own 27 with a third down and one from the right hash. Man in motion across, left to right. They'll fake it to him. They'll hand it off to the second man, the running back. He's got the first down following the left side of his line out to the 35-yard line.
2: Yeah, that was a good job of running some misdirection there and getting uh, Homestead a little bit of breathing room up front. And they gave it to Fox that
1: time, lined up as a tailback. We'll see him both as tailback and as a slot (laughs) balanced formation a single receiver each side the extra tight end lines up just inside his tackle and of course we get to see grant leaper lining up as a tight end for the homestead spartans made a name for himself on the basketball court his first year joining the football team he was pulled out of the weightlifting class Shotgun snap. Quick throw. It's a little hitch out here to the near sideline. It is caught near the 39-yard line. Immediately wrapped up and put down Mason Oxier with the catch. And a quick hit and a quick tackle that time by the Northrop Bruins. Defensive back on coverage, Aaron Robinson.
2: Yeah, and that was kind of an audible there as uh a... Peyton Slavin kind of tapped the top of his helmet to indicate that uh, hitch out here to the boundary. So, good audible there. From the 39, it is second down and
1: five. Scoreless, nine and a half and the clock running first quarter. Ball is on the right hash, two receivers left. Empty on the right side, but a man in motion left to right. And again, they'll go with the counter and hand it off to the running back, who again follows the left side of his line for good yardage out across the 45 to about the 46. Nice gain of seven yards, and that play has been effective twice now against this Northrop defense.
2: Yeah, just enough to get their hands a little bit light up front, and they're just kind of running an inside zone scheme, but they're getting great push. It is a first down at their own 46.
1: Homestead, the initial possession of the game. They line up tight end to the right, extra tight end, halfback and H back lined up behind the tight end of the right side, two receivers, wide side left, and it's play action. Slavin chase from the pocket, rolls to the right, and he'll just have to unload it right, as the pursuit was chasing him down and he was running out of real estate near the sideline, so he dumps it into the north or a bench. An incomplete pass, and it will be second down and ten.
2: Portie was on a blitz there and got free, but a good job by Slavin by just getting rid of it out of bounds. Now it's six up, second and ten. They're at their own 46-yard line. Long
1: time getting the play in, but the play clock still with 20 seconds on it. Two receivers split each side. Single back in the backfield. Slavin, five yards deep, takes the snap, drops in the pocket, looks to throw, does quickly, and they'll set up a little screen to the wide receiver. Oxier over at the near sideline caught the ball at about the line of scrimmage and then danced his way toward the middle of the field, trying to find a gap, didn't get one. It's only about a two-yard gain, maybe three to the 49. It's going to be another third down, this time third and seven for the Spartans.
2: Yeah, that was actually a pretty good play by Hinton. He read it, man. And got off his block pretty well, but he overran it a little bit. So big play here for Homestead. Single wide out, Oxier, man-to-man on the right side,
1: wide side left with two receivers. Single back, Slavin in the gun. Third down, seven from their own 49. Dropping, Slavin, all kinds of time, looking, nobody open. Now he's got a scramble, rolls to the left, throws far sideline, got a man wide open at the 33, tackled inside the 25-yard line. You let the quarterback have that much time, it's a lot of pressure on the secondary to maintain coverage. That time it broke down in Homestead with a big completion for a big gain on third down. It's first and ten, and they'll say
2: he was out of bounds at the 23-yard line. Yeah, actually good coverage by North, but they failed to stay in it there late, and Slavin was able to find a guy on the sideline and got a huge play. Second, third down conversion on the drive for the Homestead Spartans.
1: Now first and ten at Northrop's 23. From the left hash, two receivers to the right, single back. Slavin hands it to the running back, up the middle thrash. He finds a nice hole behind the left side of that line, inside the 15. Pounds down close to the 10 maybe even the nine yard line where it's going to be another homestead first down first and goal for the spartans
2: yeah that was a great push up front jackson bell my goodness he drove his guy at least 10 yards down the field unfortunately he lost his lid i think he's gonna have to sit out of play here
1: bell is a 6-2 300 pound junior center He lines up on that offensive line with Eric Williamson, a 6'4", 270-pound senior. Luke Guise, who's a 6'1", 245-pound junior. Carter Worth, 6'3", 245, a senior. And Finn Parsley, a 6'2", 200-pound senior tackle. Here's the handoff thrash. Big hole! Takes it off left tackle and into the end zone from nine yards out.
2: Jake Thrash, the 5'9", sophomore running back, puts Homestead on the board first. Yeah, that was the 10th play of the drive and you could tell a little bit that Northrop Northrop had a little bit of trouble there at the end. But a nice play up in the hole, just running inside zone again. Defense was an issue for Northrop
1: last year, giving up 31 points a game with 637 remaining here in the first quarter. Good drive with time of possession and going over 80 yards, an 82-yard scoring drive. Now they'll try the extra point on to try to kick it, Nico Stavretis, and he drills it through. So it is a 7-0 Homestead lead with 637 to play in quarter number one. Northrop will get the ball for the first time next on the high school football game of the week on 1380
0: The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School football game of the week only on 1380 the Fan at 100.9 FM.
1: It's got to give your offense confidence to go the length of the field and score on the first possession of the season. That's what Homestead just did. 82-yard drive, a couple of big third down conversions, and then along the way they found something running behind the left side of their offensive line. Nine-yard touchdown run by sophomore running back Jake Thrash and the Spartans a 7-0 lead now lining up to kick off.
2: Yeah, that was a tale of a long drive for a defense that needed to try to get off the field and just just couldn't get the play that they needed.
1: Nico Stavretis will line it up to kick it from his own 40. And here's the boot. It's a high kick, fairly deep, taken in the end zone. That'll be a touchback. I didn't call it a touchback. No, they didn't. They're going to let him run it out, and here comes the pursuit. Wow. And he was a good yard or two in the end zone. It should have been an automatic touchback unless they changed the rule, and I didn't know about it.
2: Yeah, I don't think it matters whether the kick carries him into the end zone. As long If that ball crosses the end zone. They're going to mark him down inside the five-yard line, and goodness. I think that's what the officials are going to. Wow. Wow. They make, yeah, they need to make up. They need to talk about this one. Well, they're not. Wow. Well, I can assure you, Quentin Bowen
1: is probably wanting to talk about it, but the problem is you... You get heard a little more with experience yeah. and tenure. Well, first-year coach probably doesn't get to have too much to say. Northrop is going to line up from inside the five. Wow. And basically, it's inside the five because the return man gave up on it.
2: Yeah, he thought it was dead ball. Hey,
1: just be Here's the handoff. Running back bringing it wide to the left, and he couldn't turn the edge. It almost had a safety. It's inside the two-yard
2: line. He was able to lean forward as he got tackled. Braxton McCullough was the senior strong safety that made the play there. Nice play in space. So it is a second down
1: and longer to go than the first down. We'll call it second down and about 11 to go with the ball at the two. 7-0 Homestead, Northrop. Second and 11 from their own two. Bates gets the shotgun snap in the end zone, hands it off, and I don't think they got back out of the end zone. It is a safety for the Homestead Spartans. The defense got Marksdale-Wilson, the running back, pinned in the backfield, and he went down about a yard shy of reaching the plane. And it's a safety. Add two more. To homestead it's now a nine-to-nothing game with 543 and that is a very tough chain of events for the Northrop Bruins what looked like perhaps a missed call on the kickoff
2: yeah I yeah going back to that that play the only thing I can think of is that he ruled that he fielded the ball in play within the field of play Now, I was always of the assumption that if the momentum of the kick carries you into the end zone, which that's what it did there, it was a dead ball touchback. That's the way the kid played it. That's where they need to come together and make the right call, but evidently he felt that he had it. So So now from their own 20, it'll be a
1: free kick for the Northrop Bruins. Homestead with all the momentum here in the first quarter now leading at nine to nothing seven scored by the offense two by the defense and now Northrop has to give the ball right back after Homestead at
2: about a five and a half minute drive to open the game yeah and you yeah, that's a great start for homestead's defense too to get that type of surge up the middle. Started with the first play uh, by uh, McLaughlin, uh, McLaughlin, who made that tackle for a yard, a yard loss. And then their defensive front went at it and got the penetration and stopped him in the end zone.
1: Well, you don't have a lot of room to run up the no. middle when Homestead lines up Jonathan <laughs> Waddell, a 6'6", 405-pound nose tackle across from your center. Yeah, he's a big man, <laughs> to say the least. Here is the, they will put it on the tee and kick it. The kick is away, and on the run, coming up, it's bobbled at the 35. Still on the ground, he tried to scoop it, and finally, I think, he jumped on it. I think it's Ox here again, who finally jumped on it out near the 39-yard line. I think that was Fox. Yeah. Was he, it Fox? Yeah, I, I think. I'm looking here at the he, replay. He played it too deep, and when he came charging up to make the catch, it bounced off his knee in front of him. And on the run, he tried to scoop it and go. And uh, he didn't come up with it cleanly. Got some kind of an animal running through the field over there. And I'm like, is the are the Coyotes out here tonight, too? Got the Bruins, got the Spartans, and I think they got the Coyotes over in the field. I saw you pointing at something. I was getting ready to duck or something. <laughs> here comes Homestead, first and ten. Ball's at their own 40. Quick drop by Slavin. They'll go with the screen again, and the underthrows
2: Fox on the screen to the right flat. You know, that's it's one, incomplete. That's one thing with Peyton that he's got to try to get better at. He's just He doesn't have to throw it off his back foot there he needs to set his feet transfer his weight and make a good throw yeah drive it out there to the guy yeah. let him make the play i get it when you have some you know pressure on you but right there there was none and so that's to me a bad throw and a costly stare for him it is
1: second down and 10 still at their own 40 spartans left to right here in the first quarter with 535 still remaining it's nine nothing spartans leading it slave it five yards deep in the gun Single back as Fox, man in motion to, to the left, and they'll give it to the running back coming back to the right. Nothing there that time. Out to about the 41 for Fox. And they've tried that play a couple of times the opposite direction, following the line on the left side, and they've had some success. They tried to bring it back right this time and ran into a wall. It's a yeah. one-yard gain on second and ten. It's third and nine for the Spartans. I don't
2: think I would run it Hinton too much. <laughs> I, you know, that kid, I mean, he's only six foot, but he is a thick six-foot, strong, good player.
1: From the 41, second down, or third down, and nine. Left hash, two receivers right, one to the left, single back, drop of the pocket, Slavin looks, throws to the right, out at midfield, it's caught by Oxier at the 50, avoids a tackle, and takes it to the Northrop 40-yard line. A 19-yard gain, and that was a strike by Slavin, right into the belly of Mason, Oxier, and
2: and Homestead as
1: a first down,
2: and another third down conversion. Big third down conversion, now they're going to go quick because they know they've got Northrop on their heels a little bit here. Ball just
1: inside the right hash, two receivers left, one to the right, got a wing on the right side of the formation and that is where they have slid Brett Fox, the 5'9", 155-pound junior, versatile player that they move around from the backfield to the slot. Slavin looks left. Oh, it's man. the deep bait Got a man open over oh, the shoulder. Dropping. It's dropped. I think it might have been Leaper. They lined up wide. The 6'7 target. They thought they had an advantage over a smaller corner. <laughs> and Leaper looked like a basketball player trying to make that over-the-shoulder catch. You know, it's it's an adjustment. You can yeah. be a great athlete and have great hands in basketball, but it doesn't always translate easily because you got the helmet, you got the pads, everything, and then you
2: got the pressure. <laughs> he was all alone yeah, on that far sideline, and just couldn't run under he's it. He's taking that long, bad walk to the, the to the huddle, but it kind of faded on him a little bit. So it transitioned over to his back shoulder, and he kind of got, you know, kind of discombobulated, I guess you would say. He had plenty of room, yeah, to make the catch. So it's second
1: down and ten. Drop back on play action, Slavin looks, pump fake, here comes pressure, and they're going to sack Peyton Slavin at the 42 for a loss of about
2: two yards. Can I give you a guess who that might have been? I would guess Hinton if I had to take a stab at it. Yeah, Uh, they're doing a job of trying to get him in the best position one-on-one. They flipped him on both sides thus far. This is huge right here for Northrop. So it is a
1: third down again, this time third and 12. They're at Northrop's 42. Too far to kick a field goal. This might be four down territory. If they can cut this distance into a manageable fourth down, they might go for it with a 9 to nothing lead. Long count. Snap is good. Quick look to the right. They'll throw it to the right. Incomplete. Too far out in front of the intended target. Brett Fox run a little out route from that slot position after wide receiver had cleared. But the throw not on target, it brings up a fourth and 12, and from the 42, they're not even going to debate going for it. I think, Shannon, if they'd have gotten it
2: down close to the 35, you might go for it, but with a fourth down and 12, yeah, that's a tough one to overcome. Yeah, you're right there. If they could have cut it in half, they probably would have gone for it. But, you know, I tell you, one bright spot for Northrop, their front four is getting some pressure. Here's Braxton McLaughlin, the punter. High
1: kick, spiraling, and it will bounce at the five, and it takes a quick bounce into the end zone. So a 42-yard kick with no return. Northrop will have a little better field position this time, starting at their own 20-yard line. And a good job by the Northrop defense to come up with a stop. Kind of feel that was a critical possession. And now it is a 9-0 score with 3.23 remaining in the first quarter. And Northrop will have the foot.
2: You know what bothers me about that kick is that he's in the middle of the field. Angle it to the boundary. Yeah. You know, use your use your leg and place it on the boundary somewhere and pin him down in there. Because now you've, you
1: know, basically all you gotta do is keep it away from the guy having a chance to catch it. Exactly. That time he put it right to the return man in the middle of the field. And yeah. when the return man wisely let it bounce, it just shot into the end zone. First and ten. Theon Bates drops, looks to the left sideline, lobs it up, and it is caught! Jaden Schmank, the wide receiver, a jump ball, and Homestead mistimed it. They had a corner there, but he jumped too soon. Isaiah Elward, a 6-foot, 160-pound senior corner, had man-to-man, but he went up too soon, and Schmeg made the catch all the way out at the 43-yard line. 23 yards on the connection. First down Bruins. Yeah, if if Bates could have thrown that a tad sooner, he may have had even a bigger play they'll give it off to the running back no running room up the middle a good surge by the Spartans' defense, led by Arlando Sheets, a 6'2", 245-pound junior. It's a one-yard gain. They'll put it out at the 44-yard line, where it'll be second
2: down and nine. In the North of, you know, some of the schemes that they're bringing in, you know, that was their uh, power scheme there a little bit. That'll take some time to really get into some repetition with it, because it's so much different in game speed than it is in practice.
1: From their own 44, second down nine for the Bruins. On the left hash, they put trip receivers to the wide side right. And Bates looks that way and throws deep. A post again, a jump ball, and it's incomplete. Knocked down by the safety, Gavin Kozad, who is a 5'11 senior. And again, the ball just kind of hung in the air. And yeah. Bates trusting his wide receiver to go up and make the play. And that time it got knocked down by the Spartan safety.
2: Yeah, that type of throw, they're running three verticals there, really has. Has to be thrown between 18 and 25 yards because you're trying to throw it behind the linebackers in front of the safety well that ball carried all the way to the safety and it's just an easy knockdown and, and had air under it and a ball yeah. that over the middle of the field like that with air under
1: it is dangerous the safety, yeah the safety has the read on it Third down and nine, and Northrop's going to have to take a timeout to discuss this play from their own 44-yard line, with 2:13 remaining in our opening quarter. Homestead a nine-to-nothing lead over the Bruins. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on
0: 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School football game of the week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
1: 82-yard touchdown drive, and a safety has led Homestead to a 9-0 lead. We're in the first quarter with 2.13 still left. Northrop facing a third down and nine coming out of a timeout. They're at their own 44-yard line. Keon Bates, senior quarterback, lines up in the gun. Barksdale Wilson, the one running back. Three receivers to the right side, right. Bates looks that way. Pump fake. Now he'll throw. High throw. Caught at the Spartans 49, and then he takes it. Two extra yards to get the first down. They needed nine. He got ten. Nice play that time. Completing the pass to Matt Morgan, a senior
2: receiver.
1: But there is a flag down in the Northrop backfield, and this one may come back.
2: Yeah, this would be tough on a third and nine to get a... Get a and call.
1: Yep, they're marching it back against Northrop, flag in the Northrop backfield, so it's a hold wow. against the Bruins. And now you go from third and nine to third and 19. It's... Yeah, that one hurts because they mark it from the
2: spot of the foul.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's not even third and 19. It's actually farther than that because they step it off all the way back to the 27. Yeah. So they've I- got to get to... Homestead's 47-yard line. Shannon, quick math. <laughs> Ball it's State, 26 yards okay. to go. I'm Ball State guy. 27 yeah, I know. I do, as soon as you said that, I, I'll take care of the math myself. I went to Valpo. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go to high school? Didn't you go to Northrop? I'm, I'm a Bruin. I went to Concordia, still advantage from. <laughs> <laughs> it is fourth, third down. I'll get text on that for sure. You will. Third down, 26 to go. Shotgun snap, back is Bates, looking, looking, throwing it deep. It's a jump ball, middle of the field, and this time it looks like it's almost picked off. I thought it was an interception because Wyatt Little went up and had his hands on it, and somehow the one Northrop receiver who I think was Matt Morgan, got a hand in and was able to knock it away. Boy, that was a break, really, because Bates threw
2: that into quadruple coverage. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a definite learning. Uh, I just don't want to throw it up for the sake of throwing it up.
1: Yeah, it was basically just lob it up, get air under it, throw it in the middle of the field, and hope that your receiver is the one who can go up and catch it. But there were four Spartans there, and it got knocked away. So now fourth down 26, and, and I got a delay. The line up to punt. Jacob Gump, a 6'1" junior, is the Northrop punter. Is it a delay or a reset of the clock? It's a delay.
2: See, this is the things you you know, first game and. You know, coach is trying to, be, you know, be the offensive guy. you got to depend on guys to make sure they're out on the field. You can't be walking off. you got to
1: sprint. Yeah. got to be ready for the yeah. special teams when you're facing third down and 26. Yeah. The punt unit should be pretty much ready to go. Yeah, now it's third it's fourth and fourth. Homestead's going to get good position yeah. out of this, too. Oh As Gump stands at his two-yard line, it's a good snap, the punt away, spiraling kick, high kick, near sideline, bounces at the Spartans' 47, takes a big Northrop roll inside the 35, inside the 30, and it's dead at the 28-yard line. That is a... Shannon, a 45, well, correction, a 50-yard punt. 50.
2: I was going to say 51, but you
1: know, 51-yard punt. <laughs> you were prepared for the math questions. Minute 33 on the clock, quarter number one. Homestead with a nine-to-nothing lead gets possession from their own 28.
2: And that was a, you know, Northrop needed that to happen there, especially because of the penalty and then the delay of game. They get a good punt and backs Northrop or, back, or uh, Homestead back in. Into their own territory pretty good it's so on the right hash they put two receivers short
1: side put a man in motion across the formation and they'll give it to him a jet sweep left or right to left with the uh, the carry, it is uh, the Spartans' Cale Swager, who's a six-one sophomore, and he took it all the way across the field. Never really was able to turn an edge, but he did manage to get over to the far sideline and get knocked out after picking up about six yards. Yeah, They'll give him the 34. You know, it's one of those plays where he ran so far east and west, <laughs> you didn't realize that he
2: made six yards yeah. north and south. But Those jet sweeps, that's kind of how it is. You know, you think that you didn't get much, and you look up and they got five or six we'll take out every day second down and four from
1: their own 34-yard line for the Spartans leading at nine to nothing handoff Fox pounds the hole and gets dropped at about the 37-yard line. So he picked up three on the second and four. It's going to bring up a third and short for the Spartans as we tick down close to a minute to play here
2: in the first quarter. Good little power game. They pulled both guards there, kicked out, pulled through. Good mix up by Coach Skelton and Knight and his play calling. You get, you know, he's, you know, kind of bobbing and weaving. You're getting a little bit of everything. Aiden Patton was not listed as a
1: starting offensive lineman, but Patton 6 feet, 230 pounds, or correction correction, I've got to correct myself because uh, I had the wrong roster in front of me. Handoff up the middle, Fox tripped up as he goes through the hole, but he manages to fall to the 40, he needed the 38, so it's a 3 yard gain, could have been a lot more if he hadn't gotten tripped up, had a lot of space in the middle of the field once he burst through the hole, but it is a first down another third down conversion as the Spartans have uh, made that an art form here in the first quarter. They're putting themselves in those positions where percentages it's in their favor. From their own 40. Clock down to 27 seconds. It is running. Play clock at 13. Slavin, near the middle of the field. Two receivers, both line up to the left. And he'll look to the left and throw. A slant at the 50, it's incomplete. Got it too far out in front of his intended target, Hale Swagger. And so it is second down and 10, and the clock stops at 13.5 seconds left, quarter number one.
2: Yeah, kind of, little guy sailed on him just a tad there. But uh, 13.5 five seconds here, second and ten. You know, Homestead may be me, but they look a little bit bigger than they have been in years past on the offensive line.
1: Homestead lines up. Got an H-back lined up to the right, and a little counter play. Hand off to the running back, and running room for Fox. 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, down the far sideline. Fox takes it all the way. 60 yards for a touchdown. With 3.2 seconds still remaining in our first quarter, Fox just showed what Coach Zolman has talked about. He's got tremendous breakaway speed. If you get him into the open, he's gone.
2: That time they got him in the open, he was gone. Yeah, and another good job up front. They dented that left side, and he got through and got to the second level, and uh, he was pulled away from guys. Nico Savretis will try for his
1: second point after. Good snap, set down, kick up, and it is good. No! Wait, yes. <laughs> okay, first he started to wave his arms, then he put them up. <laughs> so count the extra point with 3.2 seconds on the clock, first quarter. It's 16-0 Homestead in our high school football game of the
0: week on 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week only on 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM.
1: 72-yard drive for the Homestead Spartans. They've gone 72 and 82 on their two scoring drives here in the first quarter. They now lead it 16 to nothing over the Northrop Bruins, and Homestead set to kick off. This will be we expect our final play of the first quarter. Here is the kick. High kick, end over end. It is taken at the one, and he doesn't back up into the end zone. The return man across the 15, and he's taken down. Jaden Schmink at about the 16-yard line. So good pursuit by the Spartans. The clock runs down to zeros, and we've reached the end of our first quarter. All Spartans here at Dave Walters Stadium. 16-0. Homestead leads it over Northrop. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan
0: at 100.9 FM. Minimum order requirements. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
1: Northrop Bruins go left to right here in quarter number two. They start with the football, trailing 16 to nothing to the Homestead Spartans. With Shannon Griffith, I am Brett Rump. Matt Klingenberger is our studio engineer. Handoff right up the middle, and there's no room there. In fact, it's a loss of two. And that's one thing that Northrop's offensive line getting no push whatsoever against that defensive front of the Spartans.
2: Yeah, they're just they're standing straight up. They got they got they learn to come off the ball better. They're just kind of catching, and when you do that, you're not going to get much movement.
1: So a loss of
2: almost three puts it back
1: close to the 12-yard line for Barksdale Wilson. Shotgun snap. Bates looks to throw there's a cushion over here on the near side Schmink had it in his hands but a big hit by the corner Freed up the football, and you got to give credit to Gavin Kozad, the senior corner, who came up and popped Schmink and kept him from catching that five-yard ball on the sideline. Yeah,
2: that was technique right there all the way. He did his backpedal, got his feet set, drove to the drove the hitch, and finished the finished the tackle and dislodged the ball. So big play, because now it's third and twelve for for Northrop. Yeah, it's all the way
1: back at the. Around the 12 to 13 yard line, they've got to get to the 25 for a first down. Yeah, they missed a line now. Yeah, now they're trying to move guys left to right, balance the game. formation, and they didn't get the playoff. And it's the second time that Northrop has been flagged for a delay of game penalty. Once against the special teams, this time against the offense, because they didn't align properly. And it's got to be frustrating as a coach because that's mm. Jaden Schmank, who's one of your veteran returnees, something somebody yeah. that's a lot a lot is expected of this year as a 5'11",
2: 175-pound senior wideout. Yeah, and he, you know, that those things are going to happen, and some of the things we're seeing tonight with the leg games and things like that, with a new system and everything, you're just going to have those kinks. It's a new uh, new
1: playbook, so even with experience, it's kind of old experience. Roll out to the left on third and a mile. They force him to throw it up. for grabs in the end zone, and it's intercepted by Homestead on the far sideline. Inside the 10-to-the-five-yard line, Homestead picks it off. And that's all the way across the field in the glare, and we're trying to see who got the pick. Looks like it was... Uh, That would be Isaiah Elward. Yep. Or Isaiah Elward, a senior corner and just a bad throw by Bates. He was pressured. He was in the end zone. He just unleashed it and kind of threw it up for grabs. Yeah, that. And Homestead reacted to it. So now the Spartans in business, first and goal at the five-yard line. Yeah, that whole play was bad from the start. Ball's on the right hash. Single receiver each side, extra tight end in for the Spartans and it'll be a rollout on play action. They throw it to the tight end over on the far sideline at about the three. Immediately hit and knocked out of bounds. So only a couple of yards on the first and goal. So it's second and goal. Now at the
2: three yard line for Homestead looking to build on a 16 to nothing lead. Yeah, Northrop Pierre's got to hold them to three. I mean, they're in a most impossible position after giving, the, getting the ball up on the five they could hold them to three that's a huge victory for them 10 57 remains second quarter Spartans
1: from the right hash Slavin still in the gun at the three-yard line long snap count Slavin counter hands it to the running back box cuts it off a block looks for the end zone did he get there touchdown didn't see a signal from either official, but give him
2: a touchdown as Fox takes it in from the three-yard line. Yeah, they uh, ran a little bit of a counter scheme there, and he was just and just got in enough. <laughs> Twenty-two to nothing. The extra point could make it twenty-three. Ten
1: fifty-two remaining here in the first quarter. Nico Savretis set to kick the extra point. point. Good snap, set, and the kick just away, but it looks like it's good, and it is. Stavretis now three for three at extra points, and the Spartans lead 23 to nothing over the Northrup Bruins. 10:52 left here in the second quarter. It's the high school football game of the week on
0: 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is the Fort Wayne High School football game of the week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
1: Fans. To... Homestead is taking advantage of Northrop mistakes here in the first half. 10:52 still to play before halftime, and the Spartans have jumped out to a 23 to nothing
2: lead over the visiting Northrop Bruins. Yeah, things are not uh, going well for the Bruins right now. They've got to get a drive here to get some momentum back. Of course, you had
1: a 82-yard drive, a 72-yard drive, and that one a whopping five-yard drive. Yeah. Here is the kick. High end-over-end kick, not as deep, taken at the nine-yard line. Up across the 25 as he gets just outside the numbers, he'll be marked down at the 26-yard line, a 17-yard return. And it's going to be Northrop first and 10 at their own 26,
2: trailing 23 to nothing. Yeah, Schoeff had a chance to make the play there. So Schmick making making miss to pick up a few extra more yards there. Had a couple of players
1: grabbing onto each other after the play was over, and it looks like there is a flag down. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Is it a sideline warning? It is. I think it's a sideline warning. Called. I I don't think it's a yeah, uh, I actual it. penalty.
2: Yeah. I, I, I,
1: I hate sideline warnings. They came over and just told them exactly where they had to be off the big white stripe. Yeah. So now they're, everybody's reset and we're ready to go. First and ten, Northrop at their own twenty-six. And again, Bates looks to throw the hitch route to the far side. Caught by Schmink out at the thirty. He avoids a tackle across the thirty-five, and then late the ball might have been squirted free, but
2: I think they're ruling him down yeah, near the thirty-seven yard line. What a play by uh, Stewart, Sam Stewart, the uh, six-foot, one hundred seventy-five-pound sophomore. He kind of came out of nowhere, made a nice play. I like the fact that they came right back to Bates and let him throw it, you know, but it had something uh, bad happen, get him some more confidence, makes a nice throw there, and now they got a first down. From their
1: own 37. After a 12-yard pickup or an 11-yard pickup. They'll hand it to the running back, and that is blown up by Jackson Chrisman, a senior defensive lineman who just blew off his block and hit the running back about the time he was handed the football. It's a loss all the way back to near the 30-yard line, almost seven yards subtracted on that play,
2: all due to Jackson Chrisman. Yeah, the left tackle kind of had a wish-me block. I wish I would have blocked him. i second and long.
1: Just outside their own 30. From the left hash. Quick drop. Throw to the left sideline. Homestead broke on the football but I think it may have still been completed. It got past the DB who tried to break on the pass and it was completed to Matt Morgan. It's out at the 35. Not exactly a big chunk but a positive play. Yeah, I look for a pump and go now because Homestead's sitting on it. Third and 12. Do they have the time though to pump and Go. Quick drop. Bates. He'll throw far sideline. Lobs it up. And it is a ball that is caught but just out of bounds. They went right back to Morgan and that was that sideline fade where you get it over the top of the corner and try to get it there before the safety comes over for help and really timed almost perfectly but about a foot too far wide and he caught
2: it out of bounds. Yeah, that, that type of throw there against that coverage it's what we call cover two with the corners rolled up in the face of the wide receivers you've got to hit it in a hole between the safety and that corner and he just kind of led him a little bit too far on that one. So it's fourth down and about 12 to go, and it's punting time for the Northrop Bruins.
1: They'll give it back to Homestead with the Spartans already leading it 23 to nothing. 9.14 left here in the second quarter. There's the snap gump gets the kick away high spiraling kick heading toward the far sideline again it takes a nice north or a bounce but it crosses the
2: sideline see where it goes out of bounds see I like that punt he does yeah, a great job of putting it on the boundary and man. at the 25 so he gets about a what's that about a 40-yard kick out of that and did a good job of you know pinning them on that sideline there and not, not no return the key is yeah the net 40 yeah no return on it so
1: Homestead starts first and 10 at their own 25-yard line Spartans leading 23 to nothing
2: yeah, I, I never kicked to the return guy. Always had her punter na- aim to the nearest boundary. Peyton
1: Slavin, the senior quarterback, lines up for the right hash, puts two receivers to the right side left. I
2: mean, this is a really tough angle to see with that
1: sun the way. Blocking back lines up behind the left tackle. No go play action. Throwing it deep over the top. Got a man. Caught. On- here makes the catch at midfield and it's a sprint to the end zone and Mason Ox takes it all the way one play, 75 yards touchdown Homestead deep post route, Slavin laid it out perfect yeah, you for a senior receiver and the Spartans
2: extend the lead to 29 to nothing. You said it, that was a great thrown football he had plenty of air underneath it we talk about throwing it high he let Oxley just run right underneath it, he never broke stride Great throw by Peyton Slavin. Extra point
1: is going to be attempted by Nico Tavretis. Three for three so far. Try to make it four for four. Spartans line up. There's the snap, the set, and the kick is good to nothing. We're still in the second quarter. 8.56 to go before halftime. It's been all Spartans in the opener here at Dave Walters Stadium on the high school football game of the week on 1380
0: The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
1: 56 left. We're in quarter number two, and the Spartans are blowing it open against the Northrop Bruins. 30 to nothing. A 75 yard over the top post route from Peyton Slavin to Mason Oxier. And it's a Big lead for the Spartans as they'll get set to kick off.
2: Snyder's up. It's 11:55 left in the second. Over Northside, seven to six. drill Billingsley blocked the PAT, so that could be a huge play in that game.
1: The kick from the left hash comes to the near sideline and it will bounce inside the 10 and then take a left turn out of bounds. That's going to bring it all the way out to the 35, I believe. See, they've got an option here to either march them back and have them re-kick it or take it first and 10 at the 35. And let's see, I think they'll take the ball. So Northrop will have it first and 10 at the 35-yard line. After the out-of-bounds kick. Kind of tough. This is not a position that Northrop wants to be in. They want to have a balanced offense, but so far they've had no existence of a running game.
2: Dwanger's up. Looks like in the 17-nothing. Over right. Wayne. Yeah. Seems like- Shotgun snap.
1: Handoff Bates to the running back. They'll try to go to Barksdale Wilson. He struggles to get across the 35 to the 36, just a one-yard gain. And that, uh, you know, it's about a 50-50 split, positive versus negative yards, when Northrop runs the football. They just yeah. have not been able to create much space for
2: gentleman Marksdale, wilson Yeah, and talking about missing a player, you know, you miss the caliber of her like C.J. Davis, who's over at Dwanger now. You know, that also takes away from your capabilities.
1: Second down and nine from the 36-yard line. Bruins with the ball. Down 30 to nothing. Bates in the shotgun. Puts a receiver wide each side. Looks left. Now he's going to tuck it and go on a quarterback draw. He dances across the 40 and falls forward to about the 42. That'll be about a six-yard gain on the keeper by Keon Bates, and it brings up a third down and three, one of the more
2: manageable third-down situations for the Northrop offense so far tonight. And that's been the big factor in their offensive play tonight. They haven't had enough of these third and five or shorts to really have a chance at converting. 7.45,
1: clock runs, quarter number two. Third down three, Northrop from their own 42-yard line. They need the 45. They'll hand it off to Barksdale. Wilson cuts off a block and takes it four yards for a first down out to the 46.
2: Man, what a nice cut he made here. Planted that right foot and then cut
1: it back. Got vertical. And that a positive play for Northrop as they try to engineer some kind of offense. Try to close the gap. Right now a 30-point Homestead lead.
2: Okay, so okay.
1: The chains get set. It's a first and ten from the right hash at their own 46. Single receiver each side. A double tight end set. A drop by Bates. Now he'll scramble to the right. He'll keep it on the short side of the field, run out of real estate, as he dives across the sideline near midfield. About a
2: four-yard gain that time for Bates. Yeah, they've gone to two tight ends, two flankers. You keep the two tight ends in to block, but it hasn't helped much with that. When you only have two guys out in the routes, you're just basically giving up double coverage. I understand the concept, but well, and Homestead
1: has that advantage of a nose tackle that's 405 pounds. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, it allows him to play three down linemen. Yeah. Yeah. Because he takes up the space for two. Again, they'll go with a handoff, and again, a little bit of a hole off the right guard. And I like the way Barksdale Wilson ran with the football. He got low, good burst of speed, and he takes it to the 46 of Homestead. <laughs> Good positive play of four yards, sets up another third and manageable. It's third down
2: and about two to go. Yeah, he's he's got good balance, keeps his strength in his hips because of the way he runs. Not a big back
1: either, 5'8", 155. Third down and two. Drop back, Bates looks, throws, deep fade. Again, a jump ball, and it's going to be intercepted on the underthrow. Another pickoff for Homestead. They ran that deep sideline fade. This time it was underthrown toward the middle of the field, and that put it right into the midst of the Homestead Spartans defense as Isaiah
2: Elward makes his second pickoff of the game. Yeah, that was just underthrown. I mean, he—he, he, you know, they had the one-on-one matchup out there, and. I think Morgan is down. I believe they threw
1: it up in the air to Morgan, a 6'1", 175-pound senior receiver, and he has yet to get up. He was the one that went up for it. But again, he runs the sideline fade, and the ball has to be placed kind of over his shoulder between him and the sideline, and instead it was thrown toward the hash mark. He had to angle back in toward the field, taking him right into the path of the homestead safety who came over read the ball and made the interception so we've got an injury timeout we'll take a break we've got 632 remaining here in the second quarter homestead leads at 30 to nothing over the Northrop bruins you're listening to the high school football game of the week on 1380 the fan and 100.9 fm Eight.
0: Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
1: Matt Morgan is up and walking to the sideline. Hopefully just got the wind knocked out of him. He'll be checked by the Parkview Sports Medicine training staff over here on the near sideline. And Homestead gets the football. After the turnover, the Spartans start first and 10 at their own 19-yard line. Call it the 18, where they've got it marked. Balls on the right hash, two receivers, wide side to the left, one receiver to the right. Fox, the running back, lined up behind quarterback Peyton Slavin, and we've got a whistle. And right now, the sun is getting (laughs) right down at eye level. Yeah, it's not helping us any, is it? No, it's... Tough to see right now. We're on the east side looking right into the west. Handoff up the middle. Fox, he'll just follow that offensive line surge across the 20 out to the 23-yard line. About a five-yard blast right up the middle. Good power game by the Homestead Spartans offense. I tell you, he's a, he is a force. I think it's Thrash who's back in now as a running back. And they will give it to Thrash. He'll bounce off one tackle at the 25 and then be wrapped up near the 27 or 28. That's going to be very close to first down yardage. See if they give it to him. Yeah. Very close. It's at the 28-yard line, and they needed the 28 for the first down. So
2: yeah, they gave it to
1: him. First down. Yep. Homestead. 5:51 left. Quarter number two. It's a 30 to nothing Homestead lead. Spartans with the ball. First and ten at their own 28. Slavin from the right hash has thrash sophomore running back over his left shoulder two receivers line up wide each side and they'll go play action roll to the right here comes pressure slave and escapes it and then he just flings the ball over to his own sideline as he was being chased Incomplete pass saves the sack. Although, I don't know if he'd have just continued out of bounds if
2: he would have yeah. had any different situation. He had a chance to run it there, I think, like you said, and pick up a few more yards. And, you know, one out of positive here the defensive line for Northrop, I, you know, they're playing a pretty good game up inside. They're getting some penetration, and uh, that time they got it and moved him out of the pocket, so, you know, there's some positives there for defense.
1: Second down and 10 from their 28-yard line, and they'll run a counter. it off to the running back. Here's Thrash. He's missed by one man in the backfield. That
2: allows him to escape across the 30, out to about the 32, close to the 33. Well, Marion Rogers with the tackle that time. Nice field, open field tackle.
1: Had a chance to take him down for no gain or maybe even a loss, but a with tackle in the backfield. Yep. And Homestead turns it into a five-yard pickup where it's going to be third down and five at the they're on 33-yard line. And Under I- five minutes to play here in the second quarter. I cannot see anything. <laughs> I'm doing my best. I the know, the we've got about windows. another another five minutes, and the sun will get down behind the bleachers on the other side. Drop back Slavin. Looks green, instead throws over the middle. It's bobbled by Fox, and it's it's thinks they intercepted it. They might have. They'll take it all the way to the house. Homestead gave up on the play, saying it was off the turf. And the officials, I think, are gonna rule it down. A lot of excitement from Northrop sideline and coaching staff, but I think this is gonna be ruled an incomplete pass.
2: Yeah, I I th- I think they never had control of the uh, the receiver I have at control. And I think it hit the
1: ground. That's, I mean, if it didn't hit the ground, it's an interception. Right. So that's basically the discussion here, is after it went off the hands of Brett Fox, did it ever hit the ground? Fox bobbled it. Kind of a left hand, right hand, left hand, and then bobbled it off his hands, incomplete. And Northrup had the... Defender coming over, and just as Fox kind of lost the handle eventually, it ended up into the hands of Northrop Defender, but it bounced to him, and that's what the officials are
2: still discussing. Yeah, here's here's the problem. The problem is that the officials never gave a definitive answer one way or the other. Well, Homestead quit on it. Yeah, they quit, but there was no whistle, and so they were... To me, the officials are almost playing as if it was an interception. It's almost like let him play it out and then we'll decide what the call should be. <laughs> well, we don't have instant replay in high school yet. <laughs> yeah. Because that's usually what that would happen there. They would let the play go on, go to yeah. instant replay, and get the correct call. So a long discussion. And-
1: well now they just pointed first down Northrop, but they're putting the ball down at the thirty what the thirty-six yard line. Well they can't. so I guess they are they ruling that it was intercepted but it was blown dead. Maybe an official blew the whistle thinking it was an incomplete pass. But the officials said no, he intercepted it. But if they blew the whistle, it's an invertent whistle and yeah. they gotta stop the play, Shannon. Right, right. And I think that's what they did. They gave it to Northrop, so it is an interception, and now Homestead does even even had their defense on the field. Yeah, I need to take a timeout here. Yeah, well, you don't have a referee on the field either. Northern was yeah. trying to hurry and get a playoff before Homestead had their defense on the field, but the official was over on the far sideline talking to Chad Zolman. <laughs> Who wasn't very happy to, to, to... No, he probably needed to get a little explanation of yeah. how this was... This this is kind of... It could be left, could be right, we'll just call it in the middle. And, is, yeah, yeah, one of the officials is at the wrong end of the field. No Don't worry, we'll have him home after the game.
2: Well, I think you're right. I think they ruled it uh, interception, but an inverted whistle. And so it's Northrop with the ball. Handoff,
1: running back. And he breaks a tackle on the sideline and takes it inside the 26-yard line. Nice run, a gain of about 10 yards. I think it's enough for a first down. They'll give him the 26,
2: 10-yard gain, first and 10 for the Bruins. They ran outside zone there, and they captured the edge. And really nice run by uh, Wilson.
1: Remember, Shannon, that Northrop deferred. Yep. And so they've got a chance to, you know, score twice in a row if they can finish off. Here late in the first half. 431 on the clock. 30 to nothing. Homestead. But you got a chance really to cut the lead in half. If you can take this in, take advantage of the turnover. Yep. And then uh, maybe get a defensive stop and start the second half with the football. From the right hash, first and ten, handoff. Again, it's Barksdale Wilson who takes it inside the 25. Good low pad level as he gets to the 23. So a three-yard pickup, maybe even the 22. Almost four yards on that play. And Northrop starting to find a little bit of a running game.
2: Yeah, they're you know the backs are doing a pretty good job of finding what's there. They've gone to that two tight end set. Yeah, he balances up the front, gives them a little cleaner pitcher on blocking. Here they went to more of a
1: wing set. High snap, but a handoff up the middle. There's a hole, and he takes it inside the 20. And again, it's Marksdale wilson with three hard-earned yards right up the middle of that Homestead defense. It's going to bring up a third down and about three, maybe... Three-and-a-half to go. They've got to get inside the 16, and right now they're just outside the 19. Well, you can figure that this is definitely
2: throw-down uh, four four down ter- yeah. territory with the score.
1: If they throw, you have to think here it would be a pretty safe route, some type of a quick hitch or something just to get a completion. Roll out to the left, and they're going to throw it deep for the end zone, and it's caught! It to a touchdown! Schmid! I believe made the catch one-on-one and Schmink basically
2: got inside the defender and then boxed him out while the ball was in the air well The other thing is, Bates was rolling to his left, which is his off-hand uh, roll, and he really made a pretty good throw there, and Schmink did a great job of winning the battle. Well, Homestead tried to, on that,
1: you know, balls that hung in the air, they tried to get to the other side of Schmink, and he just basically got his body between the ball and the defender and boxed him out, and then went up and made the catch. 19-yard touchdown catch. Here's the extra point, a low-line drive. By Jacob Gump, but it is good. And Northrop takes advantage of a Homestead turnover. And they get on the board with 3.09 remaining in the first half. 30-7. to Spartans will get the ball back when we return on the high school football game of the week.
0: On 1380 The Fan and 100.9
1: FM. Shell Gas Station.
0: This is the Fort Wayne High School football game of the week. Only on 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Hello!
1: With Shannon Griffith, I am Brett Rump. We're at Homestead High School week one of the high school football season. Spartans scored the first 30 points of the game, but now Northrop has momentum on their side. They just took advantage of a Homestead turnover. <laughs> And took it in. A 36-yard drive for the Northrop Bruins has made it 30-7. to Now Northrop to kick off. Homestead with 3.09 to work with here late in the first half. Yeah, they did what they needed to do there. Now they've got to get the ball back. A short pooch kick near sideline.
2: Oh, it would have gone bounds.
1: out of bounds. And instead, Hale Swagger, the sophomore, came over and fielded it as he crossed the sideline. That saved a penalty. Yeah,
2: it was a critical 15-yard differential there.
1: Still not bad position for Homestead because it was a short little pooch yeah. kick. I don't know if he was trying to find an open spot on the field. You know, sometimes you, you think you might have a spot where you could be them to the football if you can get right. it to a certain position but it's first and ten homestead at the 20 yard line and the other thing you don't know how that balls gonna react if you let it go on too lines up on the left hash. They put two receivers to the right, two to the left, and it's Grant Leeper, the 6'7 tight end slash basketball player, who joined the Spartans football team, lining up wide near sideline. Keep an eye on that, because he's up against small corners. And they're going to throw on a slant and some confusion. Because Leeper and, uh, and the slot both ended up in the same spot, and that was Zach Zolman who uh, lined up in the slot. That is Coach Chad Zolman's son, and you had Grant Leaper at the out, and they kind of both turned the slot to the outside, the wide receiver to the inside, toward the football, and the ball ended up incomplete in between them. Yeah, it was spatially was not correct. So second down and ten. Roll out to the right, Slavin looking to throw it, and does. And it's intercepted. He threw it right to Northrop. Missed his man at the 30. It's picked off by the Bruins. They'll take it inside the 25 and down at about
2: the 21-yard line. Yeah. Aaron Robinson, the 5'9 junior, stepped in front of a bad decision by Peyton Slavin there and the Bruins are knocking on the door again. You had multi-level out routes as Slavin rolled to the right and he went
1: to the, the guy toward the middle of the field a little bit and uh, threw it behind him and Northrop was right there. And it really it was right in the belly of the uh, Northrop secondary. Not a tough interception. Just a misfire by Slavin. Last year, yeah. Slavin threw six picks and throws two of two of them in a row here. And now Northrop with all types of chances to take some momentum to the locker room and maybe get back in this football game early third quarter. From the 21, they'll hand it off. No no room to the left, trying to get the edge, and no nothing there at all for Gentilin Barksdale Wilson. Yeah, they will the be taken down for a loss of about a yard, maybe even two
2: yards, back to the 23. Yeah, Sheets missed a, wide, a chance to make a play there. But, you know, going back to that last play, I, I'm just not sure why they're putting the ball in the air. You've got a commanding lead here. you got about three minutes left. Let's round the ball, get yourself to halftime. But now you put yourself in a position now where it could cut, like you said, cut it in half. From the left hash, single receiver each side, draw back in the
1: pocket, Bates looks to throw. Now he's going to tuck it and run. Gets through the line of scrimmage, cuts it off toward the left, and then taken down at about the 23. That's really no gain. He got to the line of scrimmage and then turned heading really parallel over toward the sideline, and Homestead's pursuit caught up to him, brought him down, and it's going to bring up a third
2: down and long for Northrop. We'll call it third and 11. Homestead's changed their front now. They've gone to a three-man front, three linebackers that took the big fella out, Maybe to put a little bit more speed out there and do some different things with the rush.
1: Ball is at the 22-yard line of Homestead. Northrop trailing in the football game. 30-7. Minute and a half to play before halftime. Shotgun snap. roll to the right. Bates looks. Looks. All the way to the near sideline and finally throws it late over the middle of the field across his body. It's incomplete. Dangerous wow. throw but he actually had it on target where only his man had a chance to go down and catch it. But it is incomplete. It's going to be a fourth down and 11. Jaden Schmank the intended target at about the 15-yard line. He would have been short of a first down anyway. Bates is, yeah, they're going to kick a field goal here. Try to get three here so they They get get 30-10. to And remember, they deferred and will get the kickoff in the second half. So they did give him the completion there. I thought they I was... They did. They moved it up to the 15-yard line. So it's going to be a 32-yard attempt from the right hash. And the kick by Gump is up, and it's hooking, and it's no good. So a missed field goal from 32 yards by Jacob Gump, and it's going to give Homestead the ball with 40.1 seconds, or 40.8 seconds remaining here in the second quarter. Spartans are up 30-7, to and I would be shocked if we (laughs) saw the ball, see the ball go in the air
0: here.
2: Now, I would imagine he would have thought about going there, but it looked like Bates was kind of gimpy coming over to the sideline, so that may have had a big decision of why they tried to get a field goal there.
1: Late substitutions, and one of them coming in late for the Northrop Bruins is Jelante Hitton. Not sure. The coach is asking if he's okay because he didn't get on the field right away. And it's going to be basically a knee for Peyton Slavin. They're going to have to do it twice. Well, no, they won't because they delayed starting the play clock, and now there's about a three to four second differential. So that'll end the first half. For about a quarter and a half, it was all Spartans. But over the last six minutes, Northrop has found some life. They still trail it 30-7 to 7 as the teams head to the break. Here-
0: Podcasts by Federated Media.